0: Good afternoon. It's Monday, February 10th, 2020. I'm Dan Broskell here with Dave Geller and special guest Dave Venuti, Alex Media, for Season 1, Episode 7 of What Do We Know? Tentatively titled Dave and Dave, The Inside Scoop, because it's an ice cream pun. Bam. Yeah, there we go.
1: Um, Creative. Dave, welcome. Any, and, Dave Venuti. Never Dave heard that Nudie. one before. Yeah,
2: right. Dave Venuti, Dave Geller. Any other puns? You got? Any other ice cream puns you got there, Mr. Venuti?
1: <laughs> Nothing right now.
0: Uh, there we go. Um, so Dave <laughs> You've got an hour to think of one Venuti has alleged He's done some research Into the podcast So he's going to come in hot And be involved from the beginning um, But we'll start with uh, how Dave the we, Dave Geller The weekend I saw you this weekend
2: I saw you tell, tell From
0: us, across the room Tell us about Saturday night How'd that go for Saturday you Saturday night
2: was the Bedford Education Foundation Hollywood Bash Yeah man And it was, I thought it was awesome That was awesome And uh, Thomas and, Pot was trying to figure out What to wear So what did you wear in the end I wore a I wore a suit Vest Trench coat in a fancy hat. And you went as? I was either one of two, th- well, one of three things. As Madison, my youngest, said, you look like nothing, Hollywood. <laughs> Number two, I was Hollywood. Or three, I was Warren Beatty and Dick Tracy. Oh, Dick, it, but wouldn't, he, uh, wouldn't uh, that be yellow? I know. I Thank you. Good. Yeah. You are. Bam. Like, I, I didn't have a yellow trench coat, which is good. And I didn't have a ye- yellow potty hat, but I, it was white hat, regular trench coat, and it was awesome. Not, not, not on my outfit, but the night. Are you a big Warren Beatty fan there, Geller? Not at all. I really? Like, no. I mean, I don't dislike him. I mean, I. That's some older stuff I enjoy. I'm not. I can't say that's I'm not. That's a real noncommittal answer. I can't right? say I'm not, a, I'm not. I don't have a poster of him on my wall. Put it that way. Uh. And like someone in this room. Well, we had the,
0: the, the poster <laughs> conversation a few weeks ago. Uh, it was good seeing you there, Dave. I, I, we went. To, um, what What were you? Uh, well, I wore tux. I tied my own bow tie, which made me very proud of myself. My wife wore a fancy dress, and we were just a celebrity couple, right? You
2: were. You actually were one of the biggest celebrity couples there. Oh, yeah, for sure. You were the uh, talk, talk of, the, of the room.
0: The best part, uh, as I texted Julie a picture, so we had some cutouts of Prince Harry and Meghan and... My wife and I grabbed a little, uh, a little foursome picture there with the four of us. So uh, enjoy that. And Megan looked good. The cardboard cutout, not surprising. Jules. So I hope you like that one.
2: I heard you walked out with that cutout. Is that true? No,
0: they are actually all those cutouts belong to Gretchen. Kind so she has like. Natalie Portman and uh, Halle Berry How and Chris she Pine and those... the Rock. I guess you order them.
2: Well, she, you, yeah. or, or you go to the, like to, to the AMC movie theater and say, "Excuse yeah, that, me,
0: that could be it." When you're done with that cutout. So that that was the end of a long Saturday, uh, as David Newty knows. I began the day in Hopkinton with a basketball game, which right. we'll come back to. Then went to Boston for uh, some indoor track DCL championships. Then I went home. Then I went to the event and came home. and I was like, "Yeah, good night." So that was a pretty good day. Uh, Dave, nice game there on Saturday morning in Hopkinton. That hoops game, huh?
1: Riveting hoops. You want, Riv- you want riveting those, fourth grade hoops. You
0: want to talk about the email that we got <clears throat> before the game from the Hopkinton basketball coordinator? Because that was an epic email. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, coaching fourth grade travel hoops is is a journey in <laughs> in and of itself. You know, so it's uh, but but you, you, nonetheless, when you when you wake up and you and you get an email from the hopkinton coach describing how to get to the school the correct uh ways address to put in and then also whenever there's a blow of the whistle in the game if you show up early uh we do not allow any kids on the court to shoot baskets or run onto the court where if any of you have ever involved your kids in youth basketball at all that 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 is the number one thing that these kids want to do i still do that myself exactly so I mean, we all kind of went into this thing this this past Saturday, and we, we I think we were more concerned about a make sure we didn't park in the access road <laughs> into the school, or else yep. our car was going to get towed, or um, you know, God forbid we allow one of, one of our kids on the on the court in between a whistle between the prior prior game. So, but
0: and then somehow the previous game, there were kids all over the court at whistles. Yeah, which we awesome show music. up, the <laughs> whistle's blown.
1: There's like thirty kids in the court. We're like, okay, it looks like that rules out the window. <laughs>
0: Uh, this was part two of our Hockington experience this year game one versus Hockington was at home and that was the game Dave when there was just that was insane uh, parents
1: behind uh, us that was the most intense Th- that was like an old Venuti Brosco baseball game that was that uh, was that was intense <laughs> what was going on there what was
2: going on there
0: There was like, well, I was keeping the book which I'm prone to do for these games and just like were you wearing
2: a yellow vest I was not I was going to ask about time. the
1: yellow yeah, vest yeah, no, definitely no, not this time <laughs> and the yellow um, chaps.
0: but like ev- every, every play there's this dad Yep. Who I think is the coaches or the scorekeeper's uh, you know, husband? He's just like yelling at the refs and grumbling about calls and double teams. I'm like, will you just relax? And like every play is an exaggeration. Yeah, every single one. And then Dave comes up to me and he goes, people thought we were intensive a few years mm-hmm. ago. I'm like, yeah, that was next level.
1: But so, yeah, I mean, that guy, though, the ref would have come down and be like, double team, travel. Yep. And then, but still though every other parent that that's an intense sport to just even coach or watch at that age it seems yeah, like like no. are you guys both the, coaching or just dave coach no, no dave. dave dan is the dan is the uh the pseudo automatic scorekeeper or clock manager whenever he walks into the gym uh the guy that i help coach we both are like all right good we got somebody to do the book yeah, or do the scoreboard it's fun
0: it's more fun than watching and just like listen to everyone's stress yeah. uh, in the bleachers but, i mean as you know dave like I don't like sitting with everybody else in these games because everyone gets into it too much. I just kind of want to lay low. Um, sometimes you can't avoid You have to, it. But you have to try to lay low. You, the no, I, I don't, even, I don't speak brewing. anymore. I barely speak now because I'm like, you know, no, no good comes from it. So that's fine. And then uh, hockey loss, I think, Dave, that's afternoon, right? So hockey Bedford, loss. Big, big showdown, Bedford South, what happened yep, down there? So yeah.
1: um, Bedford High School, Boys Varsity Hockey is having a great season. Yeah. Um, they had a showdown against Newton South on Saturday at the the beautiful Ryan Arena. Yeah. And uh if Bedford I think I think if Bedford won the game, they still have two more D C L games. They just gotta win one more D C L game to win the uh the D C L League, which would be a great feat. It's the only I think the second time they've done it in like the last fifteen, twenty years. What's your so. involvement with the hockey? Like you're, you're coaching basketball. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, what, seriously. Are you, I know you're not playing,
2: but what's your... What, what, what's your do, you have, do you have an involvement in hockey?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> it's no, no, such no. a set-up, planted question. No, I'm just wondering. Um, yeah, the last two years I've actually... Uh, we can move on. <laughs> no, the last we can move on. I'm The wondering. last two years I have uh, volunteered to be the voice of the Bedford High School varsity hockey team. I actually team did not know. The, I, just, uh, I heard the you edge. were involved. Yeah. So the that's place? that's my whole... G- yeah, so basically it's... um.
0: Goal, Marcus. Yeah. Goal, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Demio. Well, ladies System, and gentlemen, Briscoll welcome and <laughs> to the Edge Sports Center for <laughs> tonight's <God>. game. <laughs> Seriously?
1: That's it. That's and I, that, yeah, I kind of fell into it. It was like last year before the first home game, one of the senior parents sent down an email being like, hey, we need an announcer and person to do the music. So, of course, I probably have the most flexible job out of anybody, any parent in the, on the team. So I was like, yeah, you know, what? Yeah, I'll just put my hat on the doing ring. the music? Yeah, so I ba- – I li- listen, I didn't even know how to use Spotify about a year and a half ago. So I show <laughs> up to the rink last year with my phone and, and, and a little, like, you know, dongle cord or whatever that thing is called. And they're like, oh right, yeah, you know, here's the mic. This is what you want to do. And I think I had, like, six songs on a playlist. And I asked my daughter. I was like, you know, what should I do? She goes, oh, just, just play these through. Well, the first, like, two minutes into the game, I've already rifled through, like, three songs. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long game. <laughs> so, but – um. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, I passed the test, I guess. So they asked me to keep doing it. And then that week, I watched YouTube tutorials, Spotify, and then I downloaded this DJ app. Oh, yeah, you did. Seriously, Believe it or not. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, I got it like DJ a DJ app. It's actually called a DJ app. I thought it was called
2: wiki, wiki, wiki.
1: Yeah, so now I've got the whole thing. i got a goal song. I've got, you know, the kids pick the goal song. What's the goal song? It's like it's a it's a no. It's a steal off of uh, the Winnipeg Jets' goal song. Oh, so I kind of nice. downloaded the audio file. Do you play it's, bra- brass Bonanza. It's, I don't do the Brass Bonanza. Oh. I'm more of just uh, you know. It's I do sprinkle in a little like seventy to ninety type uh, classic stuff, and then I'll do a lot of like the more modern stuff. But but yeah, then it, then this year it's like I mean. One of the fundraising things that the parents do is they ask people to, like, take ads out and all this stuff. And so now it's like, hey, Dave, can you read um, ads in the periods of the sponsors? So Ooh. now here I am. It's like today's game is sponsored by it's Dr. Geller. <laughs> could, you just, could you just yell out like after a goal?
2: Bros. Geller. What <laughs> do, do we gotta, know? Just, just give us one of those.
1: You want me to just give you one of a goal? Please. Is it? Bedford goal scored <laughs> by number 14, uh, Jack pa- Vanuti. patient
2: of Dr. Dave Geller. <laughs> Oh my god,
1: that's awesome! So yeah, so that's it. And then um, so I've been out. now yeah. out. So it. Give it's, good music and yeah. Now it's like a job. So I mean, it takes away the the pregame aspect of of the Bedford High hockey. But I heard you're so. not, not
2: supposed to dance at um at a hockey oh my game, gosh right? Yes. MIA. Yeah. So, so if you're building dance. off of the yeah,
1: so so I heard. I just heard
2: okay. that your music was. I did not actually know what you did there, but I just heard that your music was so good that people who don't usually dance and shouldn't dance mm-hmm. were dancing.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, as I'm sure Dan follows. Well, I'm I'm a Twitter follower guy. I follow all like the, the other town sports uh, things and all that stuff. And also, you know, when you're involved in these sports, you kind of follow like the hockey guys that tweet and the baseball guys and, you know, soccer and so on and so forth. So. One of the big hockey bloggers, who's a who's a big Twitter guy, this guy's, uh, I'll give him a little plug here, is uh, Neutral Zone, and I believe he's from Winchester. So when these guys show up to your rink, it's actually a big deal. I mean, yeah. you know, when these guys show up and it's a, a Bedford-Marblehead game, um, I mean, Bedford High Hockey, they've had some some good years, but when you see some of these people show up, you're like, you're, you're all fired up. You're like, hey, that guy's some Hockey Night in Boston. So one of the games about a couple weeks ago, this guy's in the crowd, and... Um, this in particular person, they're they're notorious for after the game, they'll do a a post on on Twitter, sitting in their car in their parking lot, and uh, the guy basically went on this rampage about how great of a product the Bedford Athletic Department put on, and, and how the music was jamming, and and, uh, you know, there was music in between the whistles and they announced the starting lineup and the goal. And, you know, the guy when I heard, let's take uh, when it takes two to make a thing go right, go on. I was even dancing and there's no dancing at the MIAA uh, uh, events. Uh, uh, but, you know, I couldn't hold back. That's great. So, but, yeah, right. that's Rob kind based. of based <clears throat> to get down. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for, for nice you job, Dave.
0: Wow, awesome. Um, so. And the post script in the game. So, and then yesterday, Dave, as I was texting you, mm. I went to a basketball game with a final score. Well, the halftime score was two nothing. Bedford basketball or hockey and the uh, basketball final score eight two Bedford over Medway. Uh, Aceley scored six of those eight oh points. My so, <laughs> I think she probably has the best
1: shooting percentage oh out my of God. everybody on the team. Well, I, like... I went from
0: my, my my son Orange game um, and they played this team that was not very good. They, they were up twenty four nothing in that game and ended up winning by forty. So that was mm. a weird game. And then walking to that game, I was like, okay, are we done with basketball yet? So anyway. Uh, did you learn anything this week, Miss Doctor Geller?
2: Did you learn anything this week? I, I learned, I, 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 I don't know if I learned anything particular, but I think that I, uh, <laughs> particular, <laughs> I, I made up a new. I learned. I made up a new word. Yeah, yeah. No, I just. I think. I. I think from the at the Bef, I learned again what a great community this is and how awesome it is to just hang out with great, fun people like yourself and other people that were there. I just really, really enjoyed that. Um, just a great night. Nice man. Um, I learned a new acronym. Laid on us. G bomb. Wait. G bomb. Do you, you do know what an acronym is, Mister? I B? don't know what G bomb. So
0: right I heard on. about this on a, on a Nike Fitness podcast. J bomb.
2: G G. I'm the like G bomb.
0: Geller. G-BOM. I'm yeah, the G bomb. So other than Geller, <laughs> um, here's what you should be eating more of, everybody: uh, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries.
2: Seeds. I think that causes the G-bombs. G-bombs, right. <laughs> it causes the <laughs> G-bombs. Uh, so Excuse well, me, I'll be while right back. Well, embracing
0: <laughs> healthy living, I than uh, that term. I also learned a new term called clopening. Clopening. Maybe maybe Dave Nooney knows what clopening is. you use is. that in a sentence? <laughs> Don't know so what clopening I'm reading, is. I'm reading a book called The uh, uh, Weapons of Math Destruction. Math Destruction. Math, <laughs> about how like algorithms That's the second are running the our lives and judging day. us. And it's related to like staff scheduling and a hmm. case where... Um, you know, lower-level workers have to open and then close, or close and then open right again. So it's called huh. clopening. So some places have enacted anti-clopening laws to stop someone from closing up shop at eleven and then opening up at six o'clock because it isn't really helpful. So clopening. There we go. Is that a
2: new term? Uh, been,
0: no, it? I mean newish. I would That's say last great. like five, six, seven years since algorithms have taken control of our lives. So
2: basically. how much to the, in your in your line of work? I mean, you're. So you're staying up on things like how much do you read like this? You know, people talk about us oh, reading medical journals and whatnot. Like, how much do you read to stay on top of? I'm your, reading things? more.
0: Yeah. I'm reading more. So this weekend so your job. I, well, for well, your I, job, well, I read re- re- things that you know, maybe will impact my life and the work I'm doing. Yeah. I think as all of us do. Um, but for example, this weekend I watched zero seconds of television. And just like when I was done with the day, I just read because I'm like, you know What's actually on that I want to watch? Like, sorry, not the Oscars. Um, but I'm just happy to read and, and, and do some self improvement. So I finished Math Destruction. and I'm reading a book about uh, private prisons, which is not about Which the work is that not I did. related to that. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not. <laughs> not at all. Uh, definitely then, not much cloping and going yeah, on there. Definitely not. Uh, <laughs> it just cloped. Yeah. The last thing I learned, which I do know, is I'm about to turn 42.
2: Is that I you know, I, know. I had, you guys I had, got a b- couple big birthdays yeah, right. coming you up. You know huh? it, right? Jeez, of um, course I. Am. He's s- making he's making a duo cake, right? Yeah. Right. Four <laughs> layers. up eight layers. Picking up, <laughs> layer picking up ice ice on Monday.
0: Cake. Um, I've learned that I am old because I, I literally had I had two adult beverages at the gala, right? And I was up at three, just like, oh, I can't sleep. Like, really? I, can't, I can't have two drinks now. I feel. saw like the bartender waving you off though. He's like, yeah, that's you done. you're there done you're done i waved her he's off. he's a mess
1: getting in the car um david nudie mookie bets sure Oof, man thoughts um Bye-bye. i am i'm i am in the i think they should have kept the i think they should have kept mookie i am in mookie bets camp. I am, the mook the mook yeah <laughs> um i do not think any of these players are worth any of these this money that they get i mean somebody sit there and say oh my gosh 300 million dollars whatever but um, by the end of the day, I'm not sure if Mookie wanted to stay here, but if the reports that you read are true, that they offered him $300 million at X amount of years, and he came back with 420, million, um, there's room in the middle. There's room in the middle, but also when you break down the average annual value, looking at a $30 million a year contract for yep. 10 years, mm-hmm. he wanted 420, I think, for 12. Mm-hmm. It's really, in the grand scheme of things, I would have paid the guy the money. I would have liked to have seen seven good years out of him. and. If you're on the back end, he doesn't kind of, you know, carry out the length of the contract, productivity-wise, then big deal. But he's a gener- generational player. I just think you just got to keep. Him in. I mean, Henry, they've got a ton of money. I mean, Liverpool's crushing it. I know Dan's all fired up about that. And um, but I just think that it's they're digging themselves in a the hole right now with uh, with the fan base in terms of the hundred percent perception of it. Geller so. agrees.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm like whatever at this point. But I, I think the, fan, I think it's a, it's your fan base comment is, is spot on. Like I didn't, I, I used to be in a group to, with uh, season ticket holders, and I, I, I'm dumb this year because I'd rather just maybe go occasionally. It's yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. it's gonna hurt them.
0: So the family group's worth six point six billion dollars. Sox made a half a billion last year. Yeah. They probably had the money if they wanted it. Totally. That being said, the reset for the Yankees and Dodgers in post years was also like, hey, we're going to cut payroll so that we can get under the threshold. So that's fine. But the return of that trade, the uh, return of the trade is unexciting. Emba- I think it's embarrassing. But, David, your point mm-hmm. um, all those big deals are never worth it. Never. But, you know, what, what's, what's, the, what's the return going to be? You know, the, the two year extension from Ben okay. He's a 240 hitter with some power. Um, not not the great year, greatest year for the Sox coming up. So bring back Dice K. Bring back Dice K. <laughs> uh, bring back uh They're still have Ruiz, they have Rusnay Castillo. <laughs> still, still, on the still I up mean you know, he's still back pocket, back right? Bob <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> oh my God. We could keep going. Yeah, we could. Troy O'Leary, come on, let's go. Um <laughs> All right, Dave. What do we know? What do we know, Dave? So a couple of serious questions before we get to the ice cream. Um stress and anxiety, student stress and anxiety, always on the table, always in the discussion. So uh I got I got three questions. You can pick and choose. Question one is: Do you personally see and hear from kids about their stress and anxiety increasing? Uh, two: Can you actually measure that? Um, th- three: You know, do you get the Youth Risk Survey results from the towns that do them, like Bedford, every year? And and I guess three three B or two B. Um, you know, what risky behaviors would you say are, are increasing and which are decreasing?
2: It's, I'll just conglomerate the answer. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, riff on that. Take the, your pick. The uh, anxiety and stress is out there, and unfortunately, it's inherent in our uh, population, in our uh, kids. And it's interesting, like growing up. You know, we keep going back about when we were younger. Growing up in Maine, um, I don't remember this stress being there, or maybe we just were oblivious to it. And I think that due to society now, there's much more awareness and pressure on kids. And people ask, "Where's that pressure coming from?" and I think it comes, you know, it's obvious, two places from without, you know, outside, which is probably parental pressure. And within uh, these kids, they're, they're, you know, their own pressures that they're putting upon themselves or from their peers, that they want to um, obtain those uh, same levels of uh, success. It's it's out there. It actually amazes me how much is out there. And I, it's tough to say if it's, again, I don't know if it's increasing. It's just, it's, it just it, I think it's more it's more evident and you know, we're acknowledging it more and kids are talking about it more and parents talk about it more w- in a good way. So but- if
0: a kid says I'm stressed and anxious, do you, do you just assume yes? You know what I mean? Like, you can't test for it. You can't, oh, is, is your blood pressure elevated? Well, we have, like, we well, have. What, what do you do in that case? You just write it down and you say, oh, well, do you want to try breathing or meditative practice if they're a bit older? You know, what's your advice for them?
2: Everybody that comes in the office now, we actually do a developmental <coughs> or behavioral screen on them, especially, you know, so young kids, we look at how they're developing, you know, in terms of, you know, reading and and recognizing numbers and colors and blah, blah, blah. Um, older kids we actually have a checklist that we check off to see if, they're, if they are stressed emotionally uh, looking for levels of anxiety just but it's, it's a screening test so it, it, it opens up a lot of kids will screen in but it, but they're fine but they're being honest and they're being honest but it opens up the conversation to really dive deeper and then depending on what these conversations have whether checklists the checklist is just a normal conversations because i I'll, I'll ask about sleeping and eating and school performance and, and friends you kind of piece it all together and depending on and where we're at we we, we, we look for, we dig deeper we you know set up more support i uh, yeah I think it's out there and it's it's um but there's been great you know progress with the schools and what they can do to support the kids um trying to uh, improve the culture uh not to put too much pressure on the kids but it's there I mean the kids are inherently putting pressure on themselves like and uh and trying to you know trying to obtain um the best they can in their own eyes or their parents eyes or even their friends eyes so it's okay yeah.
0: when people talk about stress i always tell families and, and i say you know it's our job a school committee like we're not trying to make school harder or more stressful for anybody we're actually trying the opposite but the but the community and the society is just promoting achieve at all costs yep. test at all costs. Um, Achieve everything, and and if you if you can't, then there's something wrong with you, which just really isn't helpful.
2: And I'm privy. I'm like you. I'm I'm privy as a parent as well to those to the to the ratings to the uh, surveys they do. I always wonder how accurate those are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, kids are self-reporting whether it's about stress level, drug use, sexual activity, Uh, but it's data, and people do look at it. Some people like yourselves, educators. I'm sure you look at it a lot. Uh, I I just. I think that, like I was talking to my, to my, to my wife and I when we were seniors in high school, you know, we, were, we had a final graduation, like a party at the end of the
1: summer. This is after the Prince concert?
2: This is after the Prince concert. She <laughs> looked into my eyes and said, that was a great concert. Um, <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the plane we the ride. We actually had a, we had a. Uh, Before or
1: after the plane ride home? <laughs> so you listened.
2: Um, so we had an end of the, end of the summer party. Actually, it was at my house and someone, quite a number of kids there and somebody passed on a notebook and then on the notebook, it said, name, college. So people would write down wh- who they were and where they were going to college. And honestly, until that night, except for Jen, I had no idea where people were going to college. Yeah. Even those a lot of yeah. people weren't going to college. Where now, everybody knows who's applying where, who wants to go where, who's got to, you know, you know, to what college? There's just so much pressure. It's just as an example of you know where you're supposed to be and where you're trying to be. I just, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a different milieu now, and it's unfortunate. And I, I think actively, I'm. I, I know the three guys in this room as parents. Uh, you know that I think that we actively have to teach our kids do the do the best you can, um, and set set your own you know your own bar of, for you know for success, and don't get caught up in whatever else what you think everybody else things that you should be doing. The last thing I'll say is when my oldest daughter was applying to colleges, she applied to, she did very well in school. Um, she applied to one school, early decision, and, and that's where she wanted to go. And I said to her, do you want, and, I, and I'm and i embarrassed to say this possibly, but you should apply to Harvard to see if you can get in. I mean, everybody else is, right? That's the big thing, got to go to Harvard. Not for me, but I just wanted to see if she could get in. And she said, Dad, I, I, even if I got in, I wouldn't want to go. And that, that's, that's what you want. You want your kids to go do what they want to do, where they want to do. And you don't have to be a straight-A student. You don't have to go to college. I'll say that on, on air. You just want to have to do what you want to do. But there's just so much pressure for kids yeah, to obtain um, goals that other people are setting. Yes. So
0: I've seen kids you know, that apply to 25 schools Thirty schools. I'm like, first of all, it's not free. Second yeah. of all, like, can you really not narrow that down a little bit? Yeah. You know, I applied to five, and I'm. You applied to Dave.
1: I, I, just to make a point yeah. on this, but you wouldn't believe how many people just over the years that I've seen that have worked for us, and I've seen this like for the. This isn't a new thing. I mean, this has gone on for yeah. forever. I mean, fifteen, twenty years ago. It was almost to the point where you've got these people that have been working for me where for us, I mean, a good feedback for us was like the job was the stress reliever. They'd come in Mm -hmm. and work, they'd hang out with their friends. It's a fun environment. But I can't tell you how many times you hear these things come out of their mouth, but it's like, oh, well, my parents want me to go to this school, you know, or, you know, I want to go to that school. And uh, I mean, sometimes you get the feeling it's more the parent wants the bumper sticker in the back of the car. For
2: sure. It's a great point. 100 true. Yeah. A lot of the stress, of the kids coming in, you know, about how stressed they are, about their grades, because they know the parents are going to be upset.
0: Amazing. So, just back to the youth risk survey, you know. So, I think you probably see the ones from Lexington in your perspective on the board of health, Dave. Uh, you know, I see the ones from Bedford. Um, you know, the mid trends aren't surprising. You know, as we talked about, smoking is way, 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 way down from when we were kids, but vaping is up. But vaping is now trending down, which is yep. also great, given yep. the recent news. Uh, even drinking is down a little bit. Um, Unfortunately, suicide ideation is just up and it's up from like younger kids also. So, you know, what we tried to do in Bedford, you know, first of all, you know, we added a K to 12 director of counseling, not guidance, but counseling very intentionally because it's the same person. But just talking about the kids health and mental wellness as opposed to getting into college at all costs and just change the decorations in the guidance office from just like Harvard, NYU to like just life stuff. That's That's a really important kind of hidden message of kids when they walk in. It's not about what's happening with college, but like, can you be a happy person? Um, We had a counselor at Davis School, which is K2, just because um, there was one counselor for 650 kids, and she was doing 50,000 different things, including, you know, kids that had gone through trauma and had parents who were, you know, addict addicts, and, you know, you need to support everybody. So we've added, I think, four counselors in two years just to get kids able to talk to a trusted adult um, and we see you know kids calling their counselors and teachers on the weekends for support do people call you on the weekends geller will they call the office and say i need help or will they call if you can share like, or do they call the schools instead does that happen I we it,
2: yeah i'm huge might, about you know? if you need us you reach out and we will get calls on the weekend yeah. you know saying my you know about their the kids you know either the, Usually, it's parents calling about their kids' issues, and they want to speak to someone. And if someone, we will speak to them that day. If not, I'll get their message and follow up with them. You know, once I'm back in the office. But also, people I've had people come through the answering service on the weekends for stuff like that, or email me. And I think, and, I, and I've given kids, young adults, you know, we have to be careful of confidentiality. But I've I've given young adults who I think are at risk, or could be at risk, or just for the heck of it, my cell phone number, yep. and say honestly, if yep. you need me, I'm not just saying this. Yep you know if you have to make a tough decision about something or um you're not sure what to do or you think you know something you're not feeling good you text me you call me and and, and it's good for them to know that they have that but yeah people reach out to us all the time and and we appreciate that and respect that and and uh, support them
0: all right yeah all right. So, we know about stuff. What we don't know about Dave Geller's is making ice cream and, and running ice cream shops. Well, so, have you have
2: <laughs> uh, have you have you so what do we know, right? So, Mr. brosco <laughs> have you ever made ice cream? Your own ice cream? No. Never? No, never. Not even in high school as a science experiment? Uh, no. All right. So, you, I I've Do you know something that so I So, do you know? know how to make ice cream? <clears throat> no. So, the only ice cream I ever made is when one of those big. Well, Actually, no. I when I was in high school, we in our physics class, we made ice cream. And that was part of physics, and we had to stir this thing slowly in this big pot with ice around it. And Rock that was solid. our and that was our science experiment. That was our experiment of physics. That was actually second to the one where we where we had one of those um, like big electrical balls that you have and like the. And the balls would kind of. You put like, your hand on there. Electrical would shoot yeah. out. Shoot of it, and so so reminds me just a quick story was one of my some of my friends they I made, l- they made l- a human. I chain. I love these gellers. Some they of my friends' They made a human stories. chain <laughs> Where one. This is in Auburn, Maine, right? In the <laughs> 80s. And was it Mike Burgoyne? Who was it? Burgoyne was not in this physics class. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he a little, sm- little no no level. Enough, yeah. um, great guy. So we they made a human chain out into the hallway, and so someone had their hand on the electrical ball, and people would walk by, <laughs> and they were just shocked. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> That, that that was a that was a that was one of our science experiments. That's really May, great. May so yes, yeah, so I made it that way, and I made it with one of those LL Bean you know balls, right? You yeah. put the yeah. so. That's low, low tech, yeah, vanilla vanilla ice cream. <laughs> All right, so uh,
0: Dave Nudie guy that Dave and I know for for uh, for a long time. I'll never, the first time I met, I met the Vinuities was uh, the kindergarten bus run for Jack and James. Oh, geez, yeah. and Jack showed up with a camouflage Red Sox hat. I'm like, he likes baseball. <laughs> you guys should be great friends. That is actually, uh, which kind of happened. Still a picture of that, yeah. uh, right? I mean, he yeah. looks the same, kind of. Yeah. And then uh, you know, famously, a bunch of Babe uh, American League and Land League Babe Ruth battles through the playoffs. um, I think we were supposed to hate each other because we were always coaching against each other, right? Yeah. And then the, supposed to there was that time in uh, in fifth grade when the whole town was against me because of the the pitching ending rule in the playoffs. And oh the, the yeah, forfeit win. Right, and you, geez, call you me and you're like, called me like this is ridiculous. I'm yeah, like, isn't it is, ridiculous? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we won and that was perhaps the, the, the great reconciliation. Now we just make fun of everybody else who's too intense. So Dave, welcome. <laughs> it's great Hence to Hence the reason you. why
1: you have to walk out of gyms now. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. With I, the, I can't take anymore. <laughs> uh,
0: and I assume you've had the, you, maybe you and Dave, Dave and the family been in the practice for a long time. So um, if oh, you yeah. would, uh, Dr. Venuti, uh, tell us a two-minute story about Bedford Farms. Now,
2: what oh, the, two-minute story. Two-minute that's, story. That's, that's a tough... That's a, th- we'll give you three. Both. That's a tough time limit for Venuti. and post Eighty-four, right? Okay.
1: Ice cream music. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys want to take a break, now is the time. All right. So, real quick, um, Bedford Farms. It's been in my family since nineteen eighty-four. My dad, Joe, um, purchased it. Then he was a um, pharmacist, actually, by education. So he owned pharmacies when he got out of school um, putting in the ice cream exactly that's that's what I know that's that's an old line too I, uh, <laughs> I I've, I've never, I've
2: never I did, didn't know that he was a pharmacist yeah so but go on
1: he was in the pharmacy industry he saw the writing on the wall in the early 80s um, with CVS and Walgreens all these people coming in Where so was he, his pharmacy they were down in Stoughton so he had two of them down in that area um, and actually in one of the pharmacies this is kind of segueing into it there was actually an ice ice cream counter in it you know not Mm -hmm. like an old like soda jerk type you know setup but so we kind of you know really adhered to it It it's like wow this is actually pretty pretty cool and um when he sold his pharmacies he was involved a lot in bedford with the community um he was actually Dan. a little interesting fact he was in the founding board to create bedford bay Bay ruth that's crazy (laughs) so kind of word traveled in town the original family of bedford farms was the prescott family uh, they started in 1880 A descendant of that family I think it was like either a daughter-in-law Or somebody, a cousin Owned it up until the late 70s And then a gentleman in Bedford owned it I think it was from 79 to 83 or 84 So there was word that he wasn't doing very well He kind of changed the image of the, of the company So my dad and my mother Likes to joke around about this It was kind of like his midlife crisis it was like, jeez, you know I'm going to go in there and talk to the guy Long story short, in the fall of '84, my dad comes home tells my mother he just purchased Bedford Farms and you know immediately she's like, oh my gosh, what are you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you thinking? And the rest is kind of hist- history. So he uh, you know we had a sandwich shop at the time. I don't know how familiar you are before you know, pre pre2001 we had a sandwich shop on the inside service of our ex- existing setup. And that's kind of what I did growing up. I was, you know, working on a sandwich counter and then at night I'd come back and I'd work ice the ice cream counter and all my buddies and stuff. So he revamped the whole image of Bedford Farms of what it was when he would go out and visit it. Um he grew up in Belmont mm-hmm. and they'd go out and go to Bedford Farms on a weekend trip. So he 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 was very familiar with it. And that's kind of like what his goal was and basically throughout the 80s into the 90s it just created its uh you know, staple image again, like we like to say. So,
0: and then, how did you become involved as an adult? After so, school, you went to UVM, and then you know. So I, yeah, I, so I'm, I worked there. there. It's the
1: put yeah. it I'll full. It's the only job I've ever had. Yep. Um, which people laugh about, but it's uh, and I remember growing up in high school and college. I am like, I am not going into the this business. This is crazy. Um, I mean, it's a lot. I mean, you know, Dave, you you, you and I have spoke about this before, but. Everybody looks at it and they're like, "Oh, ice cream! This must be so much fun, so easy." But it's not one of these things where just because you're open from eleven to ten, you don't just show up at eleven and go home at ten. I mean, you're on it twenty four seven. So, and I grew up watching my dad doing it, and I'm like, "This is nuts! I'm not doing seven days a week, you know, eight, nine, ten months out of the year, depending upon the weather." Um, Went to UVM, graduated late, um, mid to late nineties, and for a couple of years, I was just like what 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 am i going to do you know and what, what was your major at UVM <laughs> my major my so major I, was I recreation know. management oh, so oh,
2: nice. coaching
1: <laughs> No, so basically I wanted to go and I wanted to go and work at like a ski or a facility or a golf course and become like a, you know, facility manager type, you know, something like that. Like skiing was fun at the time. I skied a lot in high school and then I stopped at college because it was way too expensive. You
2: should reopen that place in Woburn. There we go. Yeah, exactly. The the imaginary ski hill. Yeah, no.
1: Um, So anyways, and I've my wife who not at the time she was my wife, but my wife and I worked at the store all through high school. Um, and I've known her my whole life, so we knew we we were. Anyways, we got engaged kind of young, and I was like, okay, I need to change my focus about this business. I need to decide if I'm doing this or if I'm not doing it. And I remember in like in um, 1999, I was just like, man, I just uh, you know what am I gonna do? And I looked and I looked at my dad, and I was like, geez, you know, he's li- he's lived a good life, and um, I basically said to him, I go, you know, I'd love to stay in it, but what if I'm gonna do it? I'd really like to get another location, so. For the next couple of years, we started looking at other locations, and then ultimately we found a our second location in Concord, Mass., in 2001. So that's kind of solidified how I became involved in it full-time.
2: So the first one was in Bedford?
1: Our original one's in Bedford, yeah. So ah. it's it's it been in that exact lo- location. Before, but yeah. yeah, that's all
2: right. What's, what's the biggest difference
0: between the Concord and the Bedford locations? Which one's bigger? Are they about the same size?
1: Oh, no. Bedford's bigger. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all outdoor window service in yeah. Bedford. Concord... Concord's tiny. Concord's about, I want to say, nine hundred square feet. It's yeah. all indoor service, but um, Concord, you know, Concord. So that like, building? Do you rent that building? We you rent Concord, the Concord building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in the Concord story, actually, is kind of funny. It's, it's so in t- 2000, I was looking, you know, like I said, I was full in looking to get a shop in uh, Lexington or Concord. We looked at a shop in Lexington Center, just didn't work out rent wise. So, in Concord, um, there was a friendlies actually where the Dunkin' Donuts is on uh, Thoreau Street and yep, Sudbury right Road. The corner, yeah. So I'm like... And it was going out of business. All the friendlies were starting to close up. So we, we reached out to the building owner. I was like, hey, you know what? We'd love to... Um, we'd love to... uh <laughs> You're so brutal. <laughs> no, uh, no, I actually, I just, I just don't know.
2: Prepared, but this is great. I, it's great. It's great. So, to um,
1: so we reached out to the building owner of the Friendly's at the time, and we were all, you know, we were pitching them, like, hey, you know, we'd like to do what we do in Bedford. There was a takeout window at this Friendly's location, so we were all excited about it in terms of just like, oh, this would be great. We'll do our food. We'll do ice cream. It'll be a great combination. Well, in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't. I want to get out of the food. The food is like it's blood money, and yeah. and. Hmm. I knew the future of the business was really ice cream and I wanted to solidify our product more. Um, Needless to say, we did not get that location, but we had created a great relationship with the, with the property owner at the time. And um, ironically, about six or seven months later, he was like, Hey, I have this location on Thoreau street, small little standalone building. And it was a bakery. And you know, the guy's closing up, He, he, you know, was changing his career. So I was like fired up. So here I am. I'm like, I'm in my mid twenties and, I'm about to get married or I, I just got married and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this. And um, thankfully, we didn't have any kids at the time because I, ground up, starting a business, starting a new location. I was there like every single day and it took a lot to get it going. But it was an awesome learning experience. And my dad was great. He was right there along the way. And and my wife was awesome. Just, you know, she knew what the business entailed and the commitment. So Concord got up and going and in about two or three years, it just exploded. Um, mm-hmm. And when we opened Concord in 2001, we closed our sandwich shop in Bed, Bedford. And that just solidified to me that, okay, this was the right decision and now we're all ice cream. And a lot of people don't, funniest thing is like, people are like, oh, so what else do you sell? You sell ice, just ice cream? You might you must do food or something. Like, oh, we just sell ice cream. Like, what do you do in the winter? And I mean, you guys know, I mean, you know, I mean, you send a lot of people over from your practice. It's like... Everybody. We're, we're steady all winter long. It's nuts. So it's... You um, don't just sell ice cream.
2: You sell s- hats. T-shirts. You sell... No, you sell
1: happiness. We sell happiness. Happy <laughs> Actually, you know what? In our employee it's manual, so... Cool. so um, my dad, I remember, like, we had, like, an IBM PC Junior. Like, my dad typed up, like, this employee manual from, like, I don't know, was I say 86. Hey, show up on time. <laughs> and literally, yeah, it's like, you know, it's this typical bullet bullet point. Be, you know, spoiler. Wash the, tasting, but, spoons. But the <laughs> 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 tasting spoons. But one of the things that he put in that manual, and we still have it in there today, is, like, you know, be happy, smile, we sell a great product, happiness. And it's Ooh. cheesy, you know, but that is true. That's and, I true. mean, you know, it's really, that's kind of what we're all about. Where was the location in Lexington that you didn't... It was, it was um, I think there's a salon there now. Of course. But, yeah, bank. I know. It's salon a salon or a right. bank. Or a reality place. It's, um, I believe it was the original Steve's location. Like, do you remember Steve's? You guys must remember Steve's. Yeah, no? I do. Yeah, so yeah. there was a Steve's in Lexington Center. I believe they closed, and then um, we tried to swoop in and get it, but- the Lexington Center rents at the time, and that goes back to 2000. They were insane. So Probably I, still are. Know, it just it's <laughs> you know ice cream business. were selling like a you know five dollars. So
2: if you because if you, Bedford Farms, right? Of course, the first place wasn't Bedford. Yeah. But, you, but you got you got Steve's, you got Ben and Jerry's, you got Rankatories. Mm-hmm. You ever think about calling it? Dave's ice cream? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the it's the name. The it's
1: prime. the name. No.
0: Yeah. Are you, um so what what does success look like for you? Is it stability, is it growth? Are you trying to expand? Are you sort of doing what you're doing now and happy with it? And you went to Burlington and then pulled out cuz yeah, you know, the so rental foot traffic. So what what's what's the plan, you know?
1: Um wow, that's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, I would say success, I mean, you know, I was kind of like what you're in now reading books. Yeah. I mean, when I first got started, started out, I didn't go to grad school. I just went to undergrad. I probably went to undergrad for you know the social reasons. Um, it was still fun. I learned a lot at school. But where'd you meet Beth? Was she, that I met Beth at uh, at preschool? Yeah. Uh, really, <laughs> yeah, Bedford <man>. Bedford preschool. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. So I've known her. Yeah, A years. Um, couple years ago. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, we've actually started dating in uh, June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety two. So you were. So you never look back. Three kids, a dog, and a I'm mortgage. Trying to, I'm now. trying to add that. So you were, you were four years old, holding hands. <laughs> exactly. <easy.
2: laughs> so, no, so so back to UVM. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, I left UVM, and then when I was in that in between period of like trying to figure it out, I started reading books, and I basically started reading books of people that I kind of wanted to learn from, that successful business people, and you know what what really ultimately came down to is success to me is enjoying what you're doing um, being happy. And, and ultimately one of the inside things that I've always wanted to, is I've wanted to impact people's lives. And I thought about being a school teacher, but I looked at the job, I looked at the career that I had and the, in the business that I had was like, geez, you know what? I can impact these kids' lives, um, by, you know, setting an example, being a positive manager, being a positive role model to them. And, you know, my dad and I have said this all along, and this is one thing that I say all the time. People people can walk up to us and say, you know, your ice cream's awesome or, um, you know, your sizes are huge or whatever. My favorite flavor is this. But ultimately, the greatest compliment that we can get is when people walk up and say, you know, your staff is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they were so kind, so friendly. You know, my child um, has you know, trouble ordering and they have some social anxiety issues, but your staff was more than patient. Mm -hmm. So really those types of stories is really what I would say when I'm looking back on this, I would say 25, 30 years from now, if I'm still doing it or not, I would really probably say the impact of people's lives that we've had over the years is probably the true measure of of the success that I got from the whole business. So yeah. That's great. I love that.
2: What makes a, um, good what makes you what makes a good ice cream like what makes your ice cream and i never quite understood this like what makes you as not someone else all right so this
1: is where i thought this conversation was going <laughs> <laughs> nice so try. i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm glad that, that you asked this trade, because we've into that this, now these flavors tra- trade, trade secrets <clears throat> like nobody like, what makes people- so so basically the way ice cream works is and um i don't know if any of you have ever read the ben and jerry's book but there's this famous school that penn state has it's a right. two-week program that Ben & Jerry's went to back in the 70s. And I, I actually took this course, I want to say back in 2005, um, because at the time, we were not making our own ice cream. We were subcontracting it out to a local dairy up in um, Middleton, Middleton, Mass. i R- blue. What? Not that's true. French for... Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, we had a really good relationship with them. They were great. It was Rich- Richardson's Dairy, and they mm-hmm. were private labeling a lot of our stuff but our business was growing and i really saw the future of it i'm like you know we need to create our own label and control our own flavors so i went to this this program in penn state and really what's involved is it's 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 fat water and air those are the three key things i like things. how you looked at me when you said fat thank you very no, much no yeah so well, well you're the one that asked the question so it was kind of <laughs> <laughs> it's the lighting in here <laughs> Um and basically when you make it what happens is is that you know you have your your ice cream mix which is like you know your cream sugar we do not make our own mix we buy our mix from a dairy supplier which pretty much every ice cream shop around here does um and when you pour the mix into the machine we use a batch freezer there's really two different types of ways you can make it use a batch freezer which is pretty much individual batches are coming out at a time so we can make 4 3 gallon buckets That's how we make it on a batch freezer. Or you can use a continuous run machine. And the continuous run machine, you can make up to like 50, 60 buckets at a time. But you can't control the air mixture going into a continuous run machine as you can as a batch freezer. So what happens is as the mix is in the batch freezer, there's a dasher blade that's scraping around the refrigerated barrel. And it's essentially freezing down the fat in the water. And what you want to do is you want to try to... um, freeze the product down when it comes out of the machine it's 22 degrees and the more fat that's in the product the less space it gives the air and the water more so the water to grow and become an ice crystal so when the product comes out of the machine we put it into our three gallon buckets then we immediately put it into a freezer that's at 35 below zero and you want to freeze that product down to a zero core temperature as fast as possible and that will limit the size of the water molecule to grow, to become ice. So if you were to taste an ice cream that is very kind of, I want to say gritty or um, airy or watery icy, that means that there's a lot of ice crystals in it. Um, So for our product, what makes a good tasting ice cream is, is that, you know, we use a 15% butterfat mix. Um, We have a relatively low overrun. Um, It's not some, you know, ridiculously low. Um, And then we also use really good in, in, ingredients. You know, vanilla is the most key ingredient in ice cream. It is the golden ingredient. Mm. Okay.
2: Cool.
0: Got um it. most popular flavor.
1: Vanilla. It's such a Worst answer. flavor idea you guys have had? The worst flavor idea that I've ever had. So I remember um I made the flavor called P B and J once. And it actually sounded pretty good. It tasted awesome, but it was just—it was just was—I don't know if it was just not the right time or what, what was the color of that. It like? was black raspberry ice cream with a peanut butter swirl in it, yeah. right? And honestly, it tasted exactly—it it tasted exactly like a PB and J sandwich. And I think people, people were like just it. kind of freaked out. So when we make an ice cream, a, a new flavor, we'll only make probably like five or six tubs of it, which is each tubs three gallons. So you're looking at like twenty twenty gallons or so. Um, And then from there, if we fly through it, and there's people asking for it, then we'll bring it back. So then that one, we were like, this is going to be a hit. And we brought it back. And I think I ran off like 20 tubs. And I I think I threw away like 18. It was (laughs) just not a hit. Um, so, if I was driving well, by at the right time, I could have got myself 18. Yeah, toes. it was crazy. I mean, you know, then on the flip side, one of the hottest flavors we've come up with, and I don't know if you follow us on social media, is that we've lived on the coat strings of the Patriots Super Bowl. Right. And for like the last four years, we've done a Patriots Super Bowl flavor. We didn't do it this year, obviously, but that flavor took off and it was crazy. What was oh, in that? It was like it was vanilla ice cream um, with a peanut butter swirl and then caramel cups and then also a. Um, I think it was chocolate chips, but, yeah, but that thing went nuts. Why, how was that Patriots? We just it, basically we put it out there on social media. It was like, hey, what would you like to see in this flavor? Yeah. And like, this we is kind vanilla of vanilla
2: ice cream for the
1: Patriots. Yeah, no, it's like so we. Uh, it, hey, it's sold Dave. No, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why you're a successful <laughs> businessman. You've you've made
2: all these amazing changes and had the foresight. Um,
0: it's great. So we talk about fads here a lot. Like, yeah. what are people eating that's supposedly healthy? So, is are there like hot trends? Like, oh, we gotta throw some pomegranate, acai, you know, goji flavors. Or you're like, no, ice cream is ice cream. Yeah, and so
1: stuff. it's so it's funny that. um there's the boutique ice cream shop that you'll see around, you know, say you'll always see them like, within, like, the city, like, Central Square, Cambridge, Harvard Square. They're always more like, yeah, I'm making this, like, uh, you know, Calibut chocolate with, like, this very rare, you know, ingredient. You're like, all right, good, you know, I'd rather just stick to my traditional chocolate that we've been making for you know 30 years and selling a lot of it so we're more of like the suburban ice cream stands like us and the other ones that are around where we are like the Kimballs and so on and so forth we're like the traditional New England ice cream Um, and that's what we've kind of stuck to like we offer 55 flavors um, ice cream yogurt soft serve and really I'll try to get rid of a flavor that is quote a slow seller yeah and next thing you know, it's like anarchy at the store. It's like, what happened to <laughs> Snickers or what happened to this? And and really, there's some flavors we just have to keep on because we know that, yeah, we don't sell a lot of it. But that one guy
2: who wants his yeah, or, like you know, like, monster. like, for yeah.
1: example, um, chocolate walnut fudge is a flavor that Bedford Farms has been known for for forever, going back to the 50s and 60s when they first started making ice cream. And we don't sell a lot of it, believe it or not, but we. We keep it strictly because there are people who I remember coming up here in 1952. You got the best chocolate walnut fudge, you know. So it's really like, all right. And you I know? saved that pint. Just yeah, for it's just you. like, but I was only paying 25 cents for it, a yeah. pint then. And, so yeah. my,
2: you know, what like ice crystals forming. So in my fr- freezer. I have all this you know, I have a might have a pint of ice cream, but it's got the big the frost on top, right? Like yeah, when I it's open like it up. No go. It, would you be like, ah, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, not, I'm, I would I'm basically to... be like, you know, like so if I so... brought it to
1: your house for a dinner party, you'd be like you would just oh try my to fresh. Yeah, no, I would be I yeah, no way. <laughs> I mean it's, it's a couple of things that you can do. Like ice cream really doesn't go bad. I mean the beauty of ice cream is it's um if, if it's kept frozen um, and it's away from really intense smells or flavor, it's really just gonna it's gonna keep its its taste. What happens with ice cream is that the second it starts getting temperature fluctu- fluctuation, or um, you know any sort of ice crystal that's formed, um, it's going to start. Depleting the whole taste, but one of the worst things you could do is take a pint of ice cream out of your freezer and throw it in the microwave to immediately soften it up, and then put it back into the freezer. That you, you've just ruined it. Um, <laughs> I've never done that. Sure. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are
0: Are there regional differences like you mentioned, New England, suburban ice cream? Are there, are there trends for like folks in Northeast versus people in California? You know, or is everyone making the same oh, yeah. kind of stuff?
1: I mean, I, ironically, people in New England consume the most ice cream per capita in in, in, really? in, in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, there's some, like, science behind it sometimes. They say because our climate's so cold that people want to eat cold things. Um, whatever, like I don't really coffee, buy it. All, all I, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, in the mid Midwest, frozen custard is a big thing, um, up and down, I would say, from... Michigan through St. Louis area, Ohio, this famous place in St. Louis called Ted Drew's Frozen Custard. Um, and what frozen custard is is basically, there's two different ways you can scoop it, but most of it's soft serve. Frozen custard contains egg, egg yolk, so it's a little bit richer of a product. Yep. Um, and then same, that you find that a lot in like New Jersey and the mid-Atlantic states as well. Uh, Florida and California are like the kings and queens of... Whatever chain is hot is there. Yeah. Like Pinkberry was big, mm-hmm. um, the whole frozen yogurt boom was big. Um, you know, every now and then you'll see gelato start to get pushed again, um, and then during these times, like when we see these things come and go, like my dad and I are just like, oh, you know, should we get into this? Should we try it? Hmm. But we've just kind of we've sat sat tight just kind of sat back and just said you know what we do something we do it well let's, let's just you know don't forget what our I- identity is and, and that's what we're really focused on um, so yeah I mean to answer yourself yeah I mean different parts of the country have different trends but I would say Northeast is predominantly Pennsylvania on up is predominantly ice cream and Midwest is you're looking more at like the, the custard type stuff you're like an ice cream genius Makes so sense. well read the ice cream
0: H- have people offered to buy from you bifford Farms over the years, or are they? Um, to
1: ask. You know, I just made an offer. But they, started. <laughs> so I'm not you, making an offer. There's You're not, there's not enough zeros there, but yeah. uh, it's not, no one's really come out and asked. Yeah. Um, if there's really been anything, you've got people who, and this is like the beauty. You got people who will come in and be like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about starting an ice cream business um here, or you know, down the South Shore here." And um I would say that's probably the most that sure. we get. Um, and I'm like, well, why do you want to get into the ice cream business? Like, oh, it looks the same thing. It looks like fun. It's easy, you know. You never see, uh, you know, people not happy in an ice cream shop. And I'm like, have you ever run a, run a business before? <laughs> people are unhappy, and all they're the just time. like, no, I've never run a, run a when business. But it yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, it's you guys have like, you guys have a backup generator? I'm assuming. <laughs> We don't, and it's you must strictly have lots because of bags of ice. no. It's um, our walk-in freezer; like it'll hold temp for almost twenty-four hours. You know, yeah. or at least cold enough. So, really, the only stuff that you're looking at is you're looking at losing your ice cream chest product. So, I mean, your core—you got to throw your tubs out. You got to throw your tubs out. You but. ever pull a Rocky Balboa and go in the freezer and punch
2: some pints? Yeah, every pints. once in a while, we'll
1: like you know strap on some gloves and just sit there and just start like punching at the, the, the tubs and stuff. <laughs> sure. And that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I think that your brother once told me that. Um,
0: he didn't want to get into the business Because he's like I like my weekends it's God's So like, true Yeah no thanks That you is can so take, true yeah, I have day, right? um,
1: I have two siblings I'm an older brother Younger sister mm-hmm. Um I don't remember, like growing up through high school, my brother was like the lazy manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes, is Scott, and, listening. He is. Li- he will literally be the one to probably, you know, sit back. He, he he was the one that would sit back and say, "Yeah, Dave, go do this." Dave he was a taster. And, and of course, he was, he was I was like, like, Let me like try you know, the new ice cream. it was like him and all of his friends that were working there, and yep. you know, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, I remember one time going back at him, and he literally, I mean, this is not a lie, he threw a three gallon tub over the chest like up against my back like it was it was priceless um did you fire him on the spot I, yeah i think i i think i may have went home and basically told my mother on him but um <laughs> and then so yeah he is typical did not want his weekends He's like i'm out of here yep. and then my sister i thought my sister was probably gonna stay in the business a little bit longer but she's an unbelievable retailer um she's an unbelievable manager she now works in town for a realtor and she's kind of took on a life of her own for her her business so i like to say i was the only smart one out of the three Siblings to actually <laughs> actually stay in it, so I heard that, I heard that
2: um your brother didn't do it because he was lactose intolerant <laughs> <be around> it. <laughs> no. so so on that note, like like when's the last time you had ice cream, and how how often do you get brain freeze?
1: Um, is that like the pepper question from a it couple of sure absolutely. It's like it's <laughs> That's a pepper that. question. Um, it's just like, do you implant these random questions? I know. In, in my else? brain, I'm yeah.
2: thinking, I get, whenever I eat ice cream, I get brain freeze. Like, yeah. do you, that'd they, be like the curse of your business. I, uh,
1: yeah, I don't get brain freeze that much. Um, I, yeah, I would, I probably haven't gotten brain freeze. Any... Have you ever gotten it? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But it wasn't yeah. your ice cream. You it was, <laughs> maybe it was like I was trying too much of ice cream so, at once. So right?
2: I find it interesting because, uh, well, do you know
1: why brain freeze happens?
2: I actually do, but I don't want okay. to <laughs> bore the, the, the listener with it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, but no, because it's interesting that you went to UVM, right? Yes. And, and you know Jerry Michelson, right? Do you know Jerry from the Michelson I, shoe store? I know Michelson Cause shoes. He right. also family business. Yeah. He went to UVM as well. It's interesting. Oh, I, don't interesting. Went, I don't. I don't think he was a, 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 a sports management, whatever you, whatever you were, whatever yeah, exactly. hokey major you were. You had to exactly. Yeah.
1: Anything that anything, anything got by. Um, I I eat ice cream probably uh, once a week. Really. Uh, maybe would, twice. You, I'm yeah, just not. When was the yeah. last time you had ice cream?
0: I don't know. Probably the Super Bowl when my dad yeah, I came over. I, you know I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I
1: know, and that wasn't Bed, Bedford Farms. It was either, not. No, so. no, I'm sorry. You you play, and he lives right up the street from you. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, we're yeah. gonna segue into milkshakes for a hot second. Sure. There's some trivia. So you guys have milkshakes. We have fraps. Fraps. All right. So my 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 favorite venuti frap story uh, was 2012 or 13. You told Bay State C that if someone turned a double play. You buy them all milkshakes. And then James promptly turned to 6-4-3. Uh, that's the game they were down 10 nothing to Brookline to end up winning. That is true. Um, and I heard you offered the girls milkshakes on Saturday if they made it. Three I offered months, them perhaps. a free ice, cra- free I ice cream. I right. said, I will
1: get you guys a free ice cream. Whatever you guys want. If, if you, you hit a, a three-pointer. Three-pointer. Didn't and happen. one of the girls almost nailed it at the end. Right. Um, so... But yeah, I mean, sometimes that was one of a that was like an inside that was a card I was ho- always holding my pocket for the coaching days yeah, where like when you want to motivate your your team, it was just kind of like. Do you have insurance for that in the company? Because <laughs> in case you have to give it's away like, a five dollar ice cream, you get like some coverage for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I take an insurance policy. It's kind of like the Jordan's furniture <laughs> exactly, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the
2: World Series. Um,
0: so, so the reason I'm asking is because there's a new world record set last week, Dave and Dave. Uh, the restaurant offers. Uh, how many different milkshakes on their menu restaurant called I'm sorry Gibson's gourmet burgers and ribs has a world record blank number of milkshakes on their menu what is the number of milkshakes they have on the menu Dave Geller, you get to go, go first. first.
2: I'll go say seventy-five.
0: Seventy-five milkshakes on the menu. Dave Anuti, what do you think? I'm gonna go with hundred. And there's two hundred and seven. Nyanya. Wow. You a winner. So, uh, a, uh, Gibson's offers a brain-freezing array of exotic combinations from Nutella and mascarpone oh. to Oreo cheesecake. They're also fat-free, vegan, and adults-only alcoholic options available. Vegan ice vegan cream. Vegan and fat-free milkshakes. Sure. Okay. Mainly served in a standard three hundred and thirty milliliter glass, reminiscent of the American soda shop
2: era. My right eye hurts. So just not thinking go. about this, honestly. So congratulations, congratulations.
0: congratulations, Gibson's. But you do a, a steady frap business too, there, Dave Anuti.
1: Oh yeah, fraps are probably the third or fourth, probably the third or fourth selling pop, pop popular item that we have. Yeah, cups and <laughs> cones number one. Ice cream? <laughs> no, like cups and cones, like kid size, small, large, Dave and then Sundays, <laughs> and then probably fraps. <laughs> what's, the, what's up with the cone, anyways? What's up I with the cone? cone? It's <laughs> been around <laughs> since the no, St. Louis
2: Fair of like 1904. No, I'd rather just have it in a cup. you got to eat the cone. you got to eat the bottom. No, that's so a good question. Do you send
1: more, more cups or more cones? What's more popular? We probably sell more cups. Just because um, people don't want to deal with the mess? People or? don't want to deal with the mess. Um, people taking product home with a lid. But yep. more and more people will ask for the cup and cone on top. Yeah. Um, huh?
2: I do that. But totally. why the cone? What's the important? It's like just a cone? The, it's a traditional. It's like a, I, I mean, it's, 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 with a, it's like
1: Amer- it's Americana. I mean, yeah, and yeah, an so ice cream in a cone. You gotta, was, you
2: gotta smush it in, and you gotta eat
1: well,
0: the bottom. I like, and I, I don't know if you. I mean, sorry, Macatorey. Sorry, they have like that big, <clears> the chocolate, you know, cone, or maybe it's J.P. Licks with like the sprinkles on. It's like three yeah, dollars more, cones. but like a kind of really. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: But, you, but I gotta say, you're putting you guys pack them in though. You guys pack that ice cream in. Like you get a cone of ice cream. You like you need like you know two three hands to hold the thing.
1: Well, that's, it's, you know, it's funny that you say that because we've been known, like, over the years, my dad is one that's like, we're not going to weigh our ice cream. It's like, they get what they get. And, you know, if they want a small, we overpack it a little bit, then then no big deal, you know? Yeah. But I can't tell you if the way that that, in, in the 80s and 90s, that was great. People were loving it. Over the last, like, six, seven years, the trend is, like, now you get people that are, like, your smallest mass of it. I don't want. I don't want that much ice cream. And you know, I can I get it? cup on the side. We're gonna <laughs> split it. So, I mean, really, it's like the the portion control. the portion control yeah. trend in the U.S. Huh. is really kind of and you're like, totally against that. Listen, well, one of fast these fast days, conscience. one of these days, I joke around. And I'm gonna write a book on the emails that I get from just some of the feedback of you know people in compliance. Your but. ice cream was too much and too good. Yeah. <laughs> Pooey. What yeah. um. The gelato. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the difference between the gelato and the ice cream? You talked about the difference from cluster. Is that is, isn't just air? Is that so? Yeah. So
1: gelato, um, it's the air, the air that's mixed into the product, but also gelato, believe it or not, is lower fat. Yeah. Um, however, the bases that are used to make gelato are a lot more flavor intense, right. and actually, to make true gelato, you're supposed to be um, importing the flavor bases from Italy. And there's more and more places that will offer that now um like flavor houses that White are why does the know. flavor base from italy it's just very it, it, for example it's almost like i don't want to say this, it's it's like a flavor paste almost yeah. where you a lot it. of our stuff is like um we're using like fruit purees we're using you know vanillas and other liquids mm. to flavor but for gelato it's more or less like a flavor paste that you're mm. kind of interesting so yeah
0: well bedford
1: farms and the venuti is a bedford uh staple
0: yeah. bedford icon very involved uh for generations, and obviously a business he's that like support. The, he's like the face of Bedford. Kind one of, one of the many faces. Yes. Actually,
2: two of you, your faces are the main other faces of Bedford. Uh, uh, well, we
0: don't show yourself short there, buddy. Uh, you see hundreds of patients in your office. Um, and then I send them over to Bedford Farms. There you go. <laughs> sure. Have some um, anything new for 2020 Bedford Farms? Anything happening this summer, or spring, what guys are excited about?
1: Um, nothing new and exciting really. we just, like I said, we're just kind of plugging along. I got, I got some flavors or not necessarily flavors, but I got some products I'm thinking about trying out. Yeah. Um, the non-dairy trend is a huge trend right now. <laughs> um, so I've tinkered with some of that, like almond milk based yeah. coconut milk based, but I'm just not sure what the draw with. There's a demand there for that yet. So it's, um, how about an ice cream truck? But if you're th- I'm sure you thought, of I've that. thought about the ice cream truck. We do have an ice cream cart. We do a lot of like uh town social, social events. With those, I've seen that with the carts. Like so well. The ice cream truck is great. The problem, I mean, it's this is a very labor-intensive business. i will try that truck. You, you should Just bring back the ice this cream truck. This guy's been trying to get a truck. shift at my job I at my shop tried for like to the be last there for year. year. I be there, <laughs> ice cream.
2: <laughs> no, ice cream truck. You know, there's.
1: I think it's great. It's a good, good idea, Dave. We'll, um, we'll talk off air.
0: We can we can throw a question at you. So the the location in Bedford. Mm-hmm. Um. We know it's hard for kids to get there sometimes cuz of the traffic, you know. So ha- are you involved with discussions with the town about making it more pedestrian friendly for kids to walk over there? H- how's that gone? I I it like I've, it's sort of like always I've, always on the radar like, I have
1: been involved that? in some of those discussions for the past probably 15 years. So So what um, what,
0: what what would you like to see? I guess is the Oh, question.
1: I mean, I think it's clear. I'd love to see a I'd love to see a crosswalk. Yeah, I'd you know, love foot, to see a footbridge. A fo- that was actually uh, a town employee who's a very good friend of mine offered that one of those. He goes, you know, they should just put a footbridge, a little spiral staircase yeah. cut across. Yeah, and I think a i speed foot the footbridge. Like or or like the,
0: the walkway over, over Route 2 by Elway for the for the bus drive, right?
1: But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunately it sounds as though to me it's one of those things where like when they created the Great Road Master Plan and they had all these crosswalks laid out, then then they were like, oh, we're going to expand it into the North Road area. Um, it sounds as though to me that they need to do some restructuring of that section of the road. Cause yeah. really like it's like one and a half lanes of right. traffic. So right. once they kind of shrink that down, then I think the crosswalk with the pedestrian light is probably more plausible, but yeah. you, I can't tell you how many people, how many parents are just like, and we're like, if you're not familiar where we are, but we're within walking distance from the middle school and the high school. Yep. And one of like the right of passages when you enter middle school at, at JGMS is to walk up to Bedford farms in the half day. Right. And literally, it is some parents I know, just because my kids have gone through it, are just like, yeah, you're not allowed to go there. And it's just a hold-your-breath moment where there's been times where I've literally walked out of the store, and I see a group of like 20 kids, and I'm just like, all right, you know, I'll kind of walk on." Right. and help. Right. Stop traffic. Yeah, stop that's great. Stop traffic.
2: That's
0: great. So, you know, I mean, the traffic and, great. And at Wilson Park and heading up North Road in uh, yeah. that business district is always, so. always bad and not getting better, so... We'll see what we can do. Um, all right, couple of things before we knock off the podcast yep. today. Uh, just another thing that um, that, I, that maybe you saw in the news this week: a, a world record was set on the shortest ever flight from JFK to London because of the 200-hour tailwinds because of the yeah. tropical storm that was happening. So, a flight land from JFK to, to Heathrow in four hours, fifty-six minutes. Top speed: eight hundred twenty-five miles an hour, oh, wow. faster than the speed of sound. What's that's, it usually run? pretty cool? Uh, well, most planes are flying 550 miles an hour with a tailwind. Where do you get these numbers? Uh, from things. I don't know. Is that, what what was that, is that, was that when you're Wikipedia? on
2: your 40th frap from Gibsons? You're like uh, sucking those down? No. Just, I, I read nerdy
0: things about transportation. Um, anything you're excited Noted. About th- anything you're excited about this week, Dave Geller?
2: This was really exciting. I mean, this is, uh, you talk about like a, you know, a rose thorn in bud of your week, right? This was, this was the, this was great. Well, was your just, sister was like, why is Dave going on? He's going to be so boring.
0: I'm like, I not, think it will be kidding? pretty good, this, Becky. This was <laughs> Becky. <laughs> what, what are you talking this about? Becky.
2: <laughs> this is Becky on side of BEF Gal. She's like, you're having who on the podcast? Dave? Dave, <laughs> Dave Nudie. <Love> what? <laughs> no, nah, this is great. Yeah. The rest of the week, I'm actually looking forward to the weekend. So your birthday's coming up. Saturday. And my birthday's on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. And I'm looking forward to having the weekend off. I'm going to go skiing. And, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, the, to a good week at work and a nice weekend. Mr. Venuti,
0: what are you looking forward to this week?
2: When is your birthday, Mr. Venuti, Dave Venuti? My birthday's in October. You're going to note that. Yeah. Noted. So. It's rough. It's rough. What do you? Did anybody ever buy you ice
1: cream for your birthday? No, but it's abs, it's an absolute riot when my kids play on sports teams, and like at the end of the year, the coach might get the kids a gift, and sometimes they'll get them a gift, to like, you know, <laughs> gift card, Rankin or Kimball. Did he give it to that? And my kid looks at him, and they're just like, "Oh, thanks!" And they get in the car, and they're like. See, ya. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so is that a
0: real rivalry like the Kimball's? It no, it's not. You know? I'm
1: actually very friendly with the Kimball's folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the Rankatories guys. I know Joe. I think it's Joe. I know Joe it a little bit. Joe. But um, yeah. but yeah, I know the Kimball's folks pretty pretty well. Um, yeah. But no, this, it's honestly, it's an awesome in- industry. Yep. There's actually a National Ice Cream Association that a lot of people belong to and kind of bounce ideas off of. It's a really friendly, cool industry. It's just the fact that... Um, we're just in a unique area where you can have all of these ice cream shops and have all of them be successful and have their own little niche of, of customers and followings and stuff. And, you know, I mean, we still get a tremendous amount of people from Lexington coming over mm-hmm. all the time, you know. Um, well, you have, though, is neat is, is
2: the atmosphere. Like you just said, you have, you have the history, you have the, the people, you have the great product, but just a cool atmosphere to hang outside. You know, sit in your car, sit in the benches, have some ice cream. That's yeah, it's really, like it's no frills. frills. It's, a, it's a no
1: frills. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the amusement park. We don't have, you know, the petting area. Like, But it's just no frills. It's just kind of like – and, I mean, you know, Dan, you've been a part of it a ton. It's just like there's no – whenever there's a happening going on in town, athletically or school, it's almost like a stop after every yep. one of those events, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like an extension of the the social life of everybody. Um mm-hmm. You know, kids and adults. And I mean, you know, we have this really cool tree that's right next to our property and we have people that have grown up in Bedford their whole lives and they're when they're sixty, 70 years old now, they're like, I remember climbing that tree when I was twelve and um so it's cut really it cool. down soon, actually. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's it's a no. beautiful red
2: tree. Yeah. Yeah. So red I'm sorry, upcoming week. I think
1: upcoming fun. week, um, nothing exciting. This is like my downtime right now, so it's um it's January, February. I it's literally couple big high school hockey games. Um, typical, you know, driving our, our kids around to sports practices and, and stuff like that. I so.
0: hope hopefully score more than eight points in hoops this weekend for the girls. You know? Yeah. And Dan, <laughs>
2: Dan, what's your upcoming exciting? Uh You
0: know, every day is busy. I'm going to Lawrence on Thursday for a relicensing meeting. That shouldn't be super fun. Birthday, Saturday, basketball. Blah 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 blah.
1: But so we're gonna have uh, our, it's
2: all good. We're gonna have our dual birthday party sometime. Yeah, we're
0: turning ninety four together, so let's figure out a time to celebrate.
1: Yeah. So ba- ba- so celebrate. hey, I was gonna bring a cake in for you guys, but I I know that you know you might not have had a cake in the middle of the day, so I did bring in a bunch of BF swag in for <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, no, no, show yeah, f- I actually uh, I, I got some. Uh, only reason I showed up. No come back next up. week. <laughs> <laughs> I got some cool BF hoodies here oh, for no you. Way. God, got some T shirts. Oh, I even brought a T shirt for Julie. Got some. Make friends. My BF car magnets. Oh, so it's no. soft.
0: It's soft, Dave.
1: I, know, I got Dave a small because I know he likes to wear a shirt tight to the gym <laughs> and uh, Dan oh. I, didn't, I didn't cut the sleeves off the sweatshirt yet but I know that those will probably be gone oh my god so, amazing um, uh, it's incredible but yeah so that's uh, so you nice. know have a have a good birthday boys hey thank oh, you so well, thank much thank you for having I'm me this is a blast this is
0: um, so just for our listeners and perspective this will be up later on, on like SoundCloud but the numbers are just growing and growing Julie I think we're up to like 260 yeah. combined for all the podcasts um, Dave and I spoke with some folks in Bedford about some sharing and listening sharing coming up this week so we're going to build this a little bit more
1: if you guys want a website i know a great contact uh, yeah yeah i think you have some gray barn
0: uh situations um and we're building out probably a scheduled podcast of uh guests every two or three weeks dave and we're going to have some nice uh uh, not just men but some women coming in the studio to talk about things dear near and dear to lexington and bedford um probably off next week because it's president's day monday but maybe another time that week we're going to sneak in uh, but, Dave, thanks for coming in, uh, talking about ice cream, talking about Bedford, talking about hockey, talking about Spotify and DJ apps, which is great. And um, we'll loop back to everybody else next week.
2: Dave, goodbye. Have a, thanks for a great day. It's a great day for ice cream. To, talk to you soon.
0: <laughs> thanks, boys. Bye, Dave.